welcome to a special Valentine's Day edition of Howlin' with the Wolf. I am your host, the Wolf, obviously, because it's a one-man podcast. Who else the fuck would be on here doing this shit? Uh, and if that doesn't give you any inclination of what kind of podcast this is and my kind of thoughts, then you know what? You're probably going to be offended, and you should tune out now, because this episode, we are going to talk about a triple banger. We're going to talk about a double banger. We're going to talk about squirters, armpit liquors, and the cupcake girls. So stay tuned, crack a beer, light a candle, and happy fucking Valentine's Day. Oh, geez, man, you know, I have never had a good Valentine's Day. Even with all these stories you're about to hear, I've never actually had a good Valentine's Day. I think the one time something cool happened is I had just come off the road, come home to my live-in girlfriend at the time, and she made a a cute poster where she glued candy bars to a poster, and it was like, you're my almond joy... Here's a Snickers because I love the size of your Butterfinger and so on so forth. I mean, you know, I was pissed because I tried to get the damn candy off and the package ripped and it was just like, you tell me I got to hang this shit up? I mean, man, I just want the damn candy, bitch. Whatever. First things first, you know what we gots to do. That's right. This episode unofficially brought to you by Golden Road Brewery, Melon Cart. Now, you know I love me some mango cart. This is Melon Cart. First taste, let's see what this is like. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, if you've never had watermelon beer, I suggest you do it. It's kind of like a Jolly Rancher that you drop on the carpet and it collects a few hairs. And then you still go through with it anyway because you really wanted that watermelon Jolly Rancher. That's what this tastes like. I dig it. I really do. Ooh, you know what? <clears throat> it's Valentine's Day, right? So, you know what else we got to do? I don't know if you can hear that. Let's see if I... I've never actually done this before. Let's see if I can get this right. I am currently lighting a candle. Because we're about to get romantic up in here. That's right. You can't see this. I legit just put this up to the phone. But you know what? It doesn't matter. We're just having fun, right? If you're listening to this, I assume you ain't got shit to do on Valentine's Day either. So this is quite hysterical. We're all just going to spend some time together and enjoy this made-up bullshittery that they call Valentine's Day. Because this is, yet again, another corporate holiday. I mean, if you've listened to my podcast, you know, when we're talking about making up your own holiday, uh, you know, th this is just another reason for people to go out and buy shit that they shouldn't have to. Because if they really loved their significant other, they would buy them shit all year round. Or they would do fun things or keep them entertained. Keep the spice going, you know? I was always uh, impulsive. Is that the correct word? You know, I would always try and, uh, you know, be kinky or fun and try and get away with things in public or movie theaters or, you know, grocery stores, a little, you know, butt slap here and there. But none of y'all are just 
impressed with that anymore. In fact, half the girls that I do that don't want to even be seen with someone, so PDA, public displays of affection, go right out the fucking window. Uh, actually, th that live-in girlfriend that made that candy bar poster for me, the first couple of weeks we were dating, we I, I'm a handholder. I love PDA. I'm not like smothering all over you, licking your hair and Biden, you know, sniffing you, but... Uh, I, I, uh, I was holding her hand, just walking through the casino and she saw someone she knew. I think it was one of her exes and she throws my hand away like hot garbage. And I, I asked her what the fuck was going on. And she's like nothing and pushed me out the nearest exit door. Uh, I mean, it's like Resident Evil. They saw a zombie coming and you know, she was trying to push me to safety and she's like, that's my ex. He doesn't want me dating anyone. I'm like, bitch, that's your ex. He ain't got no say no more. Whatever. But let's talk about Valentine's Day because we got a lot to cover. We got a lot going on here. So, man, if you're not cracking a wine bottle, lighting the candles, sticking your feet up and enjoying this, I don't know what to tell you. But enjoy my misery and hopefully your day isn't as shitty as mine have been. I'm actually looking at this candle like, I hope we're not burning the place down. I actually have the lights dimmed. And I'm getting, you know, myself all ready for myself later on. Maybe I'll take advantage of myself later on. Not that you need to hear that. All right, so historically, St. Valentine. I'm sure there's some bullshit going on. I heard they used to make uh, people get whipped with a thong. And we're not talking like the thing that go on your feet or your butt crack. But they had some sort of whip where they would go around just whipping people. I guess that's the origin of Valentine's Day, yet somehow we've made it into this corporate bullshit where we got to go buy things that we don't want for people we don't like, and then they're not going to appreciate it. So them flowers smell great, but you're going to have to stare at them fuckers in a glass vase that you probably don't have that you had to buy for that too, and then they're going to die. Well, the flowers, maybe not your ex or your current girlfriend, whatever. And the chocolates are just going to make her fat. So she's going to bitch about that. Writing a nice card isn't going to be enough. You get them jewelry, they're just going to take it. I mean, the, the, people aren't appreciative anymore of the small things. You shouldn't have to do anything. If you have a significant other, you should take a drive out somewhere and, you know, go to the lake, just listen to nature or take your pet with you or your kids or, well, I guess they're kind of like pets, but, you know, take whatever you got and just have a you day. Or do something fun. It doesn't always have to be about sex. It doesn't always have to be about the kinky shit. Or I swear, if you're in one of those relationships where today is the only day you ever got a blowjob other than your birthday, you know what? It wasn't the right relationship to begin with. <clears throat> so, hopefully nobody's enjoying their corporate holiday. And if you are doing something for Valentine's, it's actually worthwhile. You know, I, I love to bring up Japan. I, I have such a respect and a reverence for Japanese culture. It's ridiculous. And <clears throat> they do a lot of holidays properly. In fact, uh, Valentine's Day is, for them, is more or less Christmas Eve. Um, their tradition, believe it or not, is to go get KFC. And it's a couple's thing. And you might get a, you know, token of an affection sort of thing. But it's not a you know, a big, all right, let's do this, let's do that. You have to buy, you know, a giant-ass teddy bear from Walmart. Um, 
But in Japan, on Valentine's Day, uh, they have some pretty co- cool things that happen. Uh, the, so on actual Valentine's Day, February 14th, the guy will give whoever his interest is a uh, particular piece of chocolate. Now, it's each type of chocolate signifies something else. Um, like, if you're going to give your lover white chocolate, it means you're madly in love with them and you want them to be your wife. If you give them a dark chocolate, it means you respect them as a friend. You know, I don't know the specifics. I mean, you'd have to look it up, but it's it's... More or less the tradition that depending on what you give them, I mean, it could be like just a cookie, a butter cookie or something. And if you give them that, then what happens in uh, a month later is, you know, the, the woman has that time to deliberate. So dude's sweating it out. It's like, oh man, I gave this chick that I'm really, really into a piece of white chocolate. And I'm really hoping she responds in kind because if on March 14th she responds with what you gave her, then you know it's a match and you guys can start dating. I love that idea. I think that's great. It's a reciprocal uh, situation and it's just, it seems fun. And I, I miss the anticipation of asking someone out, dating and courting. Nobody knows what courting is. Courting for most of you assholes is probably you actually sitting there in court trying to figure out which kid you're going to get on which weekend. Well, you know, and I'm not trying to push buttons on that because that's actually a really shitty situation. And I, I hate that uh, couples put each other through that. It's supposed to be about the damn kids. No, it's all about money. Whatever. That's another podcast. <clears throat> now, imagine, if you will, you gave your significant other white chocolate and she comes back and gives you a cookie. Bitch trying to break up with you. And maybe you give her some grandiose gift and then March 14th she comes back and she didn't even get you anything. Or she giggles and covers her nose and walks away. I mean, they're so cute. Japanese girls are so fucking cute because they're shy and it's just, yeah. Watch some anime. It's fun. I love it. And of course, as Americans, we have to bastardize absolutely everything. Um, Some of you... I've mentioned that date several times, March 14th, and you've already got in your mind what that is. So Americans have bastardized it into Steak and Blowjob Day. You ever heard of that? So apparently February 14th in America, Valentine's Day, is all about the woman, much like Japan, but you got to buy her expensive shit. And then apparently on March 14th, a month later... After her deliberation, and depending on how well you treated her on Valentine's Day, she might buy you a steak. God knows she probably can't cook you one or barbecue you one. She wants you to make it yourself, and then you may or may not get that blowjob. So, guys, you know, maybe maybe it's smart. Maybe guys created this where you, somebody's dumb enough to see the meme or the picture and go, oh, man. It's steak and blowjob day. I better treat my man right. That's awesome. If it happens, that's great. And I really hope it does. But you know it doesn't. In fact, when I was working at the brothels, uh, 
we would actually have guys come in. We were pretty busy on March 14th because we would promote it as steak and blowjob day in a sense that uh, your wife, girlfriend, or significant other isn't taking care of you. We'll take care of you. And guys would come in. We celebrated steak and blowjob day. It was actually pretty cool. Uh, I never had to pay for it, but I know I got me a few steaks and uh, a little something-somethings there every now and then. So... Yeah, that's that's kind of the American bastardized version of a really sweet thing that Japan's doing based off of a terrible corporate holiday that you got whipped for in the Greek and Roman times. Man. So what about my dating experiences? Well, I'm going to get into a few of those because this is actually pretty hilarious. You know, and again, if you've heard some of my stories before, maybe you're new to the podcast, maybe you're new to me, but if you've ever sat in a bar with me or seen my Facebook posts from yesteryear when I actually was dating, I had been most famously known for my dating stories. So much so that if I actually got in a relationship and was enjoying being in love, I lost friends because they only wanted to hear my terrible dating stories. So here's the triple banger. Uh, Triple banger meaning for Valentine's Day, I slept with three different women within a 24-hour period. Um, And this is no bullshit. Like, I can't make these stories up if I tried. Uh, I, I couldn't write something as most of my dating stories go. It's just so absolutely uncanny uh, as to how these things happen. So, to give you a little backstory, uh, when I was a musician, I was just playing in cover bands. Like, you know, the, the most famous band I ever toured with was the Plain White Tees, and I was just the drum tech and the, you know, s- stage guy, roadie, whatever. So it wasn't like I was out there performing. But being in a cover band, you get to be anyone you want to be every single night. And, I mean, I, I got to play Ozzy and Metallica. I was mostly in chick rock bands. So people would come to my shows and it would be a, a weird dichotomy of people wanting to hear Pink and Lady Gaga and all that. And they're looking at me with this long-ass beard and work shirts and looking like a damn biker playing Zach Wilde guitars. And they're like, damn, I bet he sings. And then I start singing and I'm doing, like, you know, the punk and the metal and the heavier stuff and then people want to so I gained quite a fan base and people really do get into that sort of rock star theory I mean it you get groupies in cover bands I I know it it seems ridiculous but it's just like any bar if you show up and you're regular in any bar uh, odds are there's a few girls that have made the rounds and people that just you know want adult fun which is nothing wrong with that so I had a few admirers, and, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, I ain't, I ain't nothing special to look at. I mean, it kind of, if you imagine maybe uh, a Chris Farley with a beard, I mean, I wasn't that fat, but I am now, but I wasn't that, I mean, like Chris Farley with a beard and, you know, bald head and, you know, playing guitars, uh, it just, I was something different than all the pretty boys who spent 30 minutes on their hair before they go out and spray some axe on themselves. And uh, some were even doing body glitter. Fuck that. Anyway, um, one of the girls, one of the groupies that I had always hung out with, uh, she was married. She said separated. So she would always come out and see the shows and flirt with all of us in the band 
bias drinks, never really went further than that, but she kind of had a thing for me and she would kind of like, you know, on my breaks or if I'd go watch one of my buddies play or I'd go jam with another band, I'd get to go down and dance and hang out and uh yeah, I did dance if you can imagine that, it's pretty fucking hysterical. But, you know, she'd bump and grind and kind of throw, but I knew it wouldn't like go much further than that because she was married, still living with her husband and, you know, whatever. So we just never had that moment to kind of hook up. And I also wasn't because I was in a band and got out of three long-term relationships in a row, I wasn't trying to dick anyone down permanently. Like I was just trying to, you know, fuck around, have some fun and whatnot. There was another couple of stoner chicks that used to come from out of town and they'd hang out to see all the bands. And, you know, one of them would flirt with me. And I, I don't take it seriously. If someone's flirting with me and buying me beers, like I've been a bartender, a bouncer, a musician. I know it doesn't go much further than that. But there's something about Valentine's Day where people just... I don't know if they want that special someone, if they want to get away with things or what... But here's basically what happened. Stoner chick decides she kind of wanted to date. You know, I drove her home one day, pulled over on the side of the road. She lived far away. And, you know, this is Nevada. You can do these things. You can pull off to the side of the road on the way to a faraway place, and you're in the middle of a desert. So I just, I, it was a long-ass drive after a long night of party, and I would pull her off the side of the road and fucked her right there on the car. And, you know, ever since then, she's like, all right. Let's do this. We weren't dating, but we were kind of like fuck buddies. So she decided for Valentine's Day she was going to get a room and stay overnight so she didn't have to drive an hour and a half back to the next town. And I just, I thought, okay, yeah, well, well let's not make it official. We're not boyfriend, girlfriend, but yeah, I'll, I'll stay with you. Well, you know, whatever. So we get to the show and uh, I wasn't playing. I was just enjoying the, the show. Uh, my buddies were playing and get up and jam a few times. We're flirting, and, you know, we fucked before the show, and everything was cool. And then as she got drunker and more stoned, she kind of, like, spit off, did her little thing, went back to uh, flirting with her girlfriends and all that, and I stayed up front, you know, drinking with the guys, hanging out. And then the way this bar that we all hung out with was set up was there was a stage and it wasn't like a bar bar I'm talking like this is a big performance bar where there's a stage probably four feet off the ground like a regular uh, concert would have and then the crowd was anywhere from two to five hundred people depending on the night so it was it was a pretty big thing and if you got to jam up there we pretty much were rock stars um, so she disappeared in the crowd and I'm up there and I'm you know doing my thing well I noticed the married chick is there that night too. I'm like, oh, dang. Oh, this is kind of fun. So she starts flirting, but I'm like, I, you know, I didn't say anything, but you know, I was there with the other girl and I thought, well, this could get hairy. So I'm just kind of gonna, you know, stick to myself and, you know, try not to flirt too hard, but she's flirting it up hardcore. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, see where this is going. So lo and behold, she decides to get drunk and granted, this bar that we're in is inside of a casino. She disappears for a little while. Go back to stoner chick. Do her thing. Separate again. Married chick comes back. I excuse myself. And she's like, I got a little drunk, so I went and got a room. And she's hinting hardcore, and she's trying to slip me a room key. And I'm like, 
well, damn, I got to remember which pocket I put it in because the other room key's in my right pocket, so I put her room key in my left pocket. And as the night went on, she got drunker and drunker, and I, I started to worry about her because she's more of the innocent type. She really doesn't know what she's getting into, and, uh, you know, I... Uh, not that I was protective of her or anything, but I just thought, all right, she's had enough. Someone's going to take advantage of her, and it's best to get her out of there. And I, In a most honest and sincere way, I said, hey, let's get you back to your room. I think you've had enough. And she agreed with me. I did not realize the way that came across to a drunk girl who was infatuated with me. So obviously, when I get her back to the room, she pulls me inside, starts making out with me, and... You know, I'm thinking, man, you know, dear Abby or dear penthouse, I never thought it would happen to me. And I just kind of went with it. I mean, we had never had the chance to hook up before. And I kind of really wanted to. I mean, she was milfy and, you know, uh, married. But like she said, she was separated. So it wasn't like I was being a homewrecker that time. And uh, we start getting into it. And I'm like, fuck, man, I can't be here all night. Because uh, I was already supposed to be with the other chick, and we did our thing, and she stops me, and she's like, "Hey, I could still get pregnant, and I know I'm older than some of the girls you've been with, but can you wear a condom?" And I'm I'm not used to wearing a condom, so I it's like, "Yeah, I actually happen to have one," and so I put one on, and we'd start going at it. And I told her, I was like, you know, I got to get back. The guys are wondering where I'm been, and it's been like 45 minutes. So, you know, getting her back to the room, making out, drunk fucking for like 20 minutes. I mean, let's be honest, that shit doesn't last an hour. Come on. And, you know, it was cool. And I excused myself. She understood and she passed out and I left and I kind of did the hobo bath in the the bathroom real quick, you know, a little spongy, a little wipe off, and then uh, I go back and do my thing. So I get back there, and Stoner Chick's waiting for me at the bar. And I'm like, ah, fuck, I got caught. And her friend's mad at me, and she's like, where have you been? And I was like, you know what, I had a drunk friend, and I just, I was honest, I, I didn't lie. I said, I had a drunk friend, I, I had to make sure she went back to the room, and, you know, the other girl's like, eh, all right, whatever, nobody cares. So I thought I was home free. I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, go back, enjoy the night, everything's good. So at the end of the night, uh, and this is probably after everything had closed down, the bar stopped, the band stopped, everything, it's like two in the morning, and... I go back to what's her butt's room, the the stoner chick. And luckily she had her key because somehow I lost the key. And I tried using the other chick's key. And I played it off and I was like, um, I don't think my key works. I must have put it next to my phone, the magnetic strip. You know, you heard those things. You're not supposed to put those key cards next to magnets or phones. That'll it'll like get rid of the code or something. So luckily she had it and I get in there and she's kind of wasted and wants to drunk fuck. And I'm like, Hey, why don't we take a shower? And she's like, no, I want you now. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. That's okay. Let's go take a shower first. You know, I was real adamant about that. And she started getting real aggressive. So she grabs me and I let her and she throws me on the bed, starts undressing me. And I was like, Oh fuck. It's Valentine's Day. She's going to try and give me a blowjob. Oh, Jesus. And I just fucked this other chick. What the hell am I going to do? And, you know, she starts going at it. 
And there was a moment where my soul left my body as she has my dick in her mouth and she stops and she makes eye contact with me for a good two seconds, which to me felt like a goddamn eternity because I thought, holy shit, she can taste the other chick. And then I realized I did the hobo bath. It wasn't the other chick that she was smelling or tasting. It was the fucking condom because we never used condoms. That's how I got caught. And I, I, she could feel me tense up and everything. And then she just kind of smirked, smiled, and went back to it. Didn't say a fucking word. She knew. She absolutely fucking knew. And I'm like, holy shit. This is the third time I had sex that day. One before the show, one with the married chick, and then now with this girl. And I thought it was the last time I was ever going to have sex. But it doesn't end there because I said this was a triple banger. Well, guess what? For some reason, I excused myself. I must have felt really uncomfortable. And I said, you know, I'm going to pass out all day. There's no way I'm going to. By the time her and I got done, the stoner chick, it was like four or five in the morning now. And uh, I just, I knew I wasn't going to make wake up call at, you know, because the checkout time's like 11 or even noon with the late checkout. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to do it. I'm just going to head home. And I lived 45 minutes away. She lived an hour and a half away. So she's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'll be fine on no sleep. Go ahead. So I left and on the way home, see, what's weird is I get drunker the more I stop drinking. If I'm hammering down, doing shots and drinking, I could be up all fucking night, not puke. Everything's good. Let me have a swig to that. Mm-mm-mm. But on this particular night, I must have been drunk texting people. And, you know, I usually had a few eggs in my basket at one time. And I had just started talking to this uh, this girl I'd met off Craigslist back, you know, when you didn't get murdered for it. And um, I, I must have just sent something weird like, Happy Valentine's Day. And she she responded, she's like, hey, why don't you come over? And I was like, no, I've been drinking all night. I can't. And she's like, no, come on over. It'll be fine. And we had hung out once before, but nothing had happened. You know, this was somebody I was actually trying to date. And sure as shit, on the way home, I stopped by her place. And we fucked. And I'm just like, I'm beat to death by this point. Because after the show, me and Stoner Chick went at it two more times. This is like the fifth, sixth time I've had sex in 24 hours. But you know what? Hey, when you're young and virile, do that shit. And uh, she didn't notice because thankfully uh, I I said, look, I'm embarrassed. I'm stinky. I just got out of a show. I've been playing all night. I probably smell like booze. And this chick was a Navy chick and super alcoholic, so she was three sheets to the wind as it was. And uh, so we started in the shower and ended up in bed, and so it was perfect. She never knew either. And to my knowledge, none of the three of these girls ever knew about that night or each other. Um, 
but like I say, I wasn't really trying to date, so it wasn't like I was cheating on any given one. Um, but there was kind of a reason that this Navy chick, the last one I was with that night, was somebody that I was keeping at arm's length. Because she was the possible squirter. All right, you know, I'm going to need another beer for this one because reliving some of these memories, holy crap. Yep, yep. Oh, all right. Now, you may have caught my wording on that when I said possible squirter. Why do I say possible? Well, because it's up in the air. A lot of people still debate on the whole fact of that. So... We're about to get real graphics in here, and if you are offended by things like that, and body physiology, y'all needs to tune the fucks out right now, okay? Um, squirting is either piss or an excretion and ex uh, ejaculation from the vagina, Okay? If you're blushing and you're plugging your ears right now or turning this down, this would be hysterical. Because I hope you're driving in a car with this fucking thing going and you're stopped at a stoplight making eye contact with the chick next to you. And I just said vagina. I just did it again. Anywho. This chick. We had been commuting, uh, communicating over uh, Craigslist. And she wouldn't send me pictures of her face because she said she was in the Navy and she couldn't, uh, you know, have those pictures out there. Uh, you know, I get it. Government job. You don't want to get fired. It's your career. But she was an interesting person. Now, we had met a few times and she was very odd. First of all, she was from uh, the Northeast. She was from, like Maine or Baston or something like that. And yes, she had the accent. So it's exactly like Ted, you know, a little fucking talking bear. It's like Ted was making fun of uh, where they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, they they seriously, she sounded exactly like that. Only twist was she had done most of her service time in San Diego. So imagine a northeastern Maine accent mixed with Southern California surfer drawl. So it was like, oh yeah, dude, how you doing with the freaking dude? I mean, she sounded like the Swedish chef mixed with Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles. And that was part of the reason I couldn't date her other than she was like a, a horrid drunk. Absolutely horrid. I've never seen anybody power down vodka like water, and she could do that. I mean, I she had gigas in her house. I don't even know how big those are. Like, uh, what are they, like two liters or uh, five liters of vodka? And she would go through, you know, one of those every couple of days. Like, Jesus. Well, other than the accent, like, I just, I couldn't be with her and... Uh, you know, but I really liked her because of the way, you know, she had this sort of cute, bouncy hair. And I kind of wish things would have worked out now that I've, you know, been through the ringers and whatnot. But I, I couldn't deal with the accent at the time. It was just, it was constant. 
it was absolutely constant. And Navy chicks, I don't know if they got something to prove or they just want to be drunk all the time, but they're constantly hitting you. Not hitting on you. I mean, like, physically hitting you. They're constantly drunk. And they're acting like dudes. And I like more of the feminine type. Like, you know, we can fuck around and do our thing. But, fuck, you know, calm it down every now and then. Wear a skirt and let's go to a nice restaurant. Can't take you anywhere if you sound like Swedish chefs got Tourette's. So... I mean, it's just the first time we had ever slept together. This was before that, uh, you know, Valentine's Day instance. We had kind of messed around and she we're sitting there doing our thing. And she starts in with the oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I look out the window and she's like, what are you laughing? And I was like, no, bitch, I'm on vibrate mode. Like I had her foot up in the air hitting that spot. And I'm literally looking out the window, trying not to laugh my ass off because she gets into it. And it's uh, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, it's just like the damn movie. But, you know, whatever. And, uh, Valentine's Day had happened and, you know, she didn't question much because, like I say, she was a drunk and whatnot. Well, here's why it never worked out with that chick because uh, I tried to avoid her because I did have too many irons in the fire. And I don't know why, for some reason, me and Stoner Chick were hanging out quite a bit. But then as the weeks went on, uh, more and more instances of that married chick being available came up so I was kind of like screwing around with both of them at the same time and I just you know I didn't want to pass some shit around not that you know they were slutting around I was the whore but um so the navy chick uh runs into me at a bar I just decided there was one night you know you didn't in Carson City you don't have anywhere to go there's like three bars to go either go to the brothels you go to the cop bar or you go to the cigar bar and you know nobody really hangs out at the casinos so I was at the cigar bar just enjoying myself uh and it was one of the nights that I didn't go up and go jam with the buddies because I mean that the casino bars and everything up there like literally I was there three or four nights a week getting pissed, drunk, jamming with friends, or playing there five days a week. I mean, it was just, man, it was a it was a time in my life that I don't know how I survived, and it was probably the best years of my life. Anyway, so I'm enjoying a night by myself, trying to be a little sophisticated. I, sometimes I like to dress nice, grab a brandy and a cigar. I don't mean a chick named Brandy. And just kind of chill. Well, I hear this fucking voice behind me. And I was like, damn it, it's that Navy chick. I couldn't sneak out because the scar bar now is only like a 15-person bar. Ain't no hiding in there. And she comes up and she wants to fucking hang out. And I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. So how come we never talked? How come we never kept up? And, uh, you know, I, you kind of like just door-dong ditched, dicked me down. And I'm like, well... Yeah, I was kind of dating two other people, and it just didn't really work out. And I was honest with her. She's like, yeah, cool, you know, whatever. So we kept drinking. We're laughing. I figured I could be honest with her, and we're just friends at this point. And I started telling her about stuff. And I actually told her about what happened that night, and she laughed. She thought it was hysterical. And uh, I don't think it would have stopped her had I even told her. In fact, women are smart. They probably know all along what's going on with their dudes and what they're trying to get away with. When we went to the other bar, 
uh, you know, which is the, the, the cop bar. And the, oh, I'm sorry, there was a fourth option. So there was another one that was kind of like a, the dive bar kind of place. And we ended up at that place. This is all in walking distance and, you know, Carson City. And she was plastered and she's like, you know, start saying all this stuff. She's got the accent. She looked at me and she's like, dude, I, I think I love you. And I'm like, <laughs> you just started with dude and it ended with a brother love. Like, bitch, you can't do that. No, I'm serious. I think I love you. And this accent wasn't put on. She legit talked like that. I mean, it's not like a gay person where all of a sudden one day they have to learn how to talk with a damn lisp. Like, she literally couldn't help herself but talk like that. And I was like, all right, toots, you're drunk. It's time to get you home. And I do not mean what you think I mean. Like, I'm legit taking you home and dropping you off. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're taking me home, all right. So she grabs me and pay the bill, get in the car. And at the time, I had a small little Tiburon, like a, you know, werewolf license plates, little red hot street racer, real low to the ground, kind of scrapes when you go over speed bumps if you got fat chicks in the car. And she was a, you know, other than being a double G, I mean, yeah, her cup size was that big. She was actually pretty slender and fit because she was a Navy chick. So that's why I was into her initially. She was like a, you know, Swedish chef mixed with uh, Elvira kind of thing. Anyway, we get in the car. And this bitch takes her pants off. And I'm like, whoa, whoa hey, okay, there are still people around in this parking lot. She's like, I don't care, dude. Oh, I'm totally going to do I mean, I can't even get the accent right with how she's doing it. But it's just, just imagine horny Michelangelo. And she starts like... I mean, she just, she's going to town. She's, you know, whipping my dick out. She's trying to do all this shit. And she was kind of tiny, even as, you know, the busty and curvy as she was. She was only about like 5'2", I want to say. So she jumps the seat and she tries to hop on while we're in the car in this little ass Tiburon. Like, I'm serious. If, if I sneeze, I'll bang my head on the windshield. And if I put my elbow out, I could touch the other, you know, side door in the passenger seat. So I pick her up and toss her in the chair. And I was like, look, you can't do this. Like I'm trying to, you know, start the car and get going. So she kind of huffs and I start driving off and she gets up there and she starts like blowing me while I'm trying to drive out of the parking lot. I'm like, well, this is a little more inconspicuous. At least you can't see her. And you know, as I'm driving on, this bitch sticks her ass up in the air so, like, now I'm driving by and her ass is up in the air, fanning the god himself in the moonlight with this pasty white ass that had never seen the sun in a day. And she starts farting. She's been drinking so much, she starts farting. And, like, I, I crack a window. So, you know, maybe it'll dry her up and then get that smell out the damn thing. Because now it's starting to smell like, you know, we're peeling rubber in a back alley of a Vegas strip club. And, you know, it's just, man, it keeps going. So she lets a banger out and she stops, looks at me and acts like I did it. And I was like, bitch, that was you. So she's like, roll up the window. I'm cold. I'm not in the mood anymore. I'm like, fuck. So I roll up the window just as she lets out another one. And <laughs> I'm not shitting you, bitch, spackled the window. And <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Like there were pellets on the window. I don't want to know what they were from 
or if the wind done whipped some juices or something, or if she had the greasy sleazies down there. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but she farted so hard she fogged the window, and I just like I was like that's it. So I grab her head, pop her off, slap her into the uh, passenger seat, and I'm like no, what? She still got her damn pants off. Could not take it. She hops up on me while we're driving, and I'm on the back roads trying to get to her damn house, and she's hopping on me, and I'm trying to drive, look around, you know, her, and she's head bobbing. She's trying to play cute and stick her head in front of me while she's trying to grind, and believe it or not, I actually was inside her, and we actually kind of were fucking and driving at the same time. So that was a, you know, quite the, quite the feat for me. Speed bumps were hysterical, by the way. And uh, by the way, you ever got roadhead, gone over a speed bump and totally impaled a chick? That's fucking fun. Anyway, I, I mean, legit, she just would not stop. And I'm just so turned off and realizing that I got to clean my damn window that it's just ridiculous. So now keep in mind, she has kids. And we get to her place, and she runs out, doesn't even put her pants on. She runs out butt-ass naked. Her searchlight and whatever it is that notices when you walk by pops up. Right there for all her neighbors to see this bitch running pantsless. She got her top and her coat on and her beanie on still, but she ain't got no pants. Running around... And I grab her pants in her purse and everything out of my car, chase her into the house. She gets upstairs. I know the kids knew that she was there because she fell and hit her head on the damn stairs. You get her up there and I, you know, she starts going at it again. And I'm like, fuck. So at this point, I'm like, the only way I'm going to get her off me is to get her off. So we start going at it. I'm doing everything I can. You know, when you're drunk, cause a lot of times it's it's hard for you to get off. And I was doing everything I can. I mean, pile driving, throwing her backwards, leg up in the air, hitting the wall, doing everything I can. And I was pounding her and going at it so hard uh, that she's like, it, it's getting to the point I know something's going to happen. So I knew that her thing was to be on top. I flipped over, grabbed her, slammed her, hugged her around the waist and just started going to town while she's on top. And she's like, oh, yeah, oh, God, oh, God. oh shit, I, I think I'm a squirter. <laughs> Let me just tell you, she was not a squirter. That bitch done peed all over me, all over her bed, all over the floor. It was so bad that it didn't stop. And I was like, you're not a squirter if it doesn't come out and squirts. Bitch, you're flooding the gates here. Like, legit got a golden shower on the side of her bed. I, you know, she shit on my window. She pissed on me. I threw her naked ass in the shower I got in there, showered myself off while she cries like a baby on the floor. I guess at that point, with nothing that I had done to her, she didn't even realize what she had done, but she was so pissed drunk, she started crying for no reason. Maybe she was in love because, I'm in love with you, dude, and oh my God. I pick her ass up, throw her on the bed, cover her in her towel so her kids don't see Write a note and say, if you would like an itinerary of what you did tonight, feel free to text me. Otherwise, I'm assuming you're going to be too embarrassed to ever see me again. 
And I didn't hear from her for like a week. And then she finally texted and she's like, so was it that bad? And I said, yep. You basically shit on my window, pissed on me, and said you were a squirter and I can confirm that you are not. I didn't hear from her again until the day she told me she was moving a couple weeks later. And uh, I think she went back to Maine. It was the last I heard from her. Now, as if that wasn't enough, and if you'd listened to my dating stories before in the other uh, dating horror story episode, you'll know that I get myself into some pretty crazy situations. And it just never seems to stop. So it doesn't really seem to me like people are normal. It just seems to me like people are some kinds of fucked up in the head and they're on a dating site for a reason. And I may have mentioned, or you may know, you know, when I finally moved to Vegas, I signed up for Tinder and OkCupid and um, Plenty of Fish and all these different things. And I was just trying to honestly meet people. I wanted to get to know the town. I wanted to see where these people were hanging out. And I just wanted to, you know, I mean, I'd never been here. Of all the places I had played, I played everywhere but Vegas, but I'd driven through it enough and stayed here long enough for me to know that I would like it. But I didn't ever actually explore anything beyond the Strip. In fact, I'd never even been to Fremont when I had moved down here. And Fremont would end up being my favorite place to hang. So, I'm on uh, OkCupid. And believe it or not, this is Valentine's Day. And I was setting up a first-time meet with someone that I was talking to off of OkCupid. And she was okay. I wasn't really like, damn, this is the hottest girl I've ever seen. But she was seemed like somebody that could be a fun date. Maybe just somebody to know. And the same day that we started talking, like at noon on Valentine's Day. And within a couple hours and a couple messages, it went from, hey, how you doing? Oh, what side of town are you on? Oh, where do you work? What do you do? To, so do you like it in the ass? Whoa. All right, let's slow down there a little bit. Which, by the way, she was asking me that. She wasn't asking her. You know what happens if you're asking me if I like in the ass? Yep, that was a winder right there. That was me spackling my phone like the Navy chick. Exit only, people. Exit only. I told her, I was like, no, nah, I'm not really into the kinky stuff. Like, I legit am pretty vanilla. And, uh, you know, I, I like to do a couple things here and there and I'll experiment. But for the most part, like, I'm not going to fill your pussy with tax and fuck you at gunpoint. Like, and the reason that came out as an example, because that legit was requested of me at some point in my past. I don't just make this shit up off the cuff. Anyway, it didn't happen, by the way. I didn't do it. But, so, we're talking, and it escalated from the hey, how you doings to the hey, where do you like it's. And she's really getting into it. I'm like, well, fuck, it's Valentine's Day. I guess I'm just going to go get laid. So we, you know... We were going to meet at a particular bar. We had a perfect time set up and everything was great. And I thought, all right, cool, whatever. This is going to be fun, Valentine's Day. And 
probably about an hour before we were to meet up, she sends me this real nasty message and I hadn't even given her my number yet. Like this was all just through messaging on the site. She sends me a real nasty message. She's like, you're a fucking cretin. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm not going to meet up with you. And I'm like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, I did some research on you just so I'd be safe. And I found you on Twitter, which at the time my Twitter was basically uh, just promotional material and retweets from me at uh, working the, the brothels. And she's like, I, I can never date somebody like that. And I'm like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, you you seem like a piece of shit. And, uh, you know, I saw one of your pictures where you had a ring on, so you're married, and you're just a terrible, absolute worst human being in the world. And I'm like, well, okay, first of all, that was a picture on stage, the camera's reversed, and that's my guitar pick. Like, I'll hold my guitar pick under my uh, ring finger, if I'm finger tapping and she saw that and it looked like a ring was hidden under there, I, I don't know. And if that wasn't bad enough, she was calling the kettle black because let me tell you what this bitch was talking about. When she was asking me if I wanted it in the ass, she was talking about all of her kinks. You know what one of her kinks was? She done told me that she loves it when her dude goes to the gym, gets all nice and sweaty, comes home, doesn't shower, and she throws him on the bed and licks his armpit. And I'm thinking this has got to be a damn joke. She's fucking serious about it. She wants to fuck a dude in the ass, lick his armpit, and I'm like, and I'm the cretin just for working in a brothel and being a musician, and you think I'm married? Listen here, armpit licker, you need to calm the fuck down. So I blocked her, and I didn't even have anything to do with that, but I'm like, fuck, it's Valentine's Day. I just got dressed. I was getting ready to go out. I smell nice. I look nice. I did my shavings. I did everything the way I was supposed to do. And so I went to Plenty of Fish, and I was texting this other chick, and she was more, we decided her and I weren't going to date. So I was just telling her some of my horror stories from meeting other women in town, and I told this chick that I'd never met. I was like, you're not going to believe this. I just got bailed on and this chick just told me, I mean, just blah, 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 reiterated the story and she's laughing. She's like, that's hysterical. She's like, why don't we make, uh, meet up? I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm already dressed. Yeah, why not? This will be fun, right? I, I'm, yeah, I could do that. So we meet up. I pick her up and she lives in, I don't want to say like a trailer park because I'm not knocking that, but she lives in an area that's a mite suspicious. And I swore she waved to somebody as if to say goodbye when I picked her up. And she doesn't have kids. So this was already a little suspicious. But, you know, she was a gamer. She had a cupcake tattoo on her neck. She was kind of gothy fun, but I could be crass with her and joke about some of the dumb shit that's happened. And for one reason or another, we were going to go up on the hill and watch fireworks. I don't know. Fucking Vegas has fireworks like every damn weekend. So here we are, Valentine's Day. And she's like, I know the perfect spot. We're going to go up on the hill. We can see the whole town and we're going to watch uh, fireworks. 
and we're in the Walmart parking lot at the Taco Bell and sitting there playing gunshot or firework where all these bangs are going off and it's that part of town in East Vegas where you're just like, shit, you know, you better duck and cover or light off a few yourself. And she's going from conversation to flirting, you know, zero to 100, just like the other chick. I'm like, well, fuck, what is this about people? Is this like just what you do on Valentine's Day? Man, all right, I guess, you know, whatever. So we start, we we never, I'll tell you this right now, I, I never touched her. I never did anything and I didn't want to and probably for good goddamn reason. I have super intuition about things and for some reason I already had red flags, but not as in the, I got a stage five clinger red flag. I'm like, got a red flag like this is a serial killer kind of red flag. And lo and behold, about this time, as she's flirting, telling me that she's going to blow me in the car and, you know, I couldn't take her to her house for some reason, but she could go to mine and we could fuck all night. Her purse starts vibrating like a motherfucker. And I'm like, I know that ain't no vibrator. So who's trying to call you? And she's like, oh, it's just my boyfriend. And I'm like, you're what now? She's like, yeah, he's younger than me and kind of dumb, so I thought he was in bed for the night. I already drained his balls, but I thought I could come out and get some myself for me. And I'm like, all right, bitch, it is time to send you home. And she's like, what? And I'm like, no, man, I ain't doing that. Like, Now, keep in mind, to my earlier story, where I had already fucked somebody and then gone and fucked somebody else and then gone to fuck a third person on the way home. It seems awfully contradictory that I would be offended by this girl trying to do the same thing. But I was, and it was just weird to me because I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's different if a guy does it versus a girl does it. I mean, is that sexist? Am I wrong here? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It just, it creeped me out so bad and gave me such a red flag. I was like, dude, we got to go. But it was more of those things like if women are cheating, the guy usually doesn't know about it and dude's going to pull a gun on you and try and shoot you. Uh, I, I just, man, it was super uncomfortable. And I just, I, I, I was like, no, I can't do this. It's one thing if you're a musician or just fucking around with groupies who you know are just there to fuck. They're not trying to be in a relationship. And then meeting someone for the first time off of a dating site online and they're trying to pull that shit with you. It's like, all right, you're either trying to pass around the STDs or you're some kind of serial killer. And I just, we didn't talk. I dropped her off and that was the end of that. But man, armpit liquor to cupcake smearer. What the hell? So anyway, that is that. I'm going to blow out these candles and try not to start a damn fire. There we go. Oh, wait. All right. Trying to get the, uh, the smoke out of here before the smoke alarm goes off. <sighs> Hope you're having a decent Valentine's Day away from people and not uh, getting fucked over by some significant other. And uh, 
you know, it's it's been crazy. It's been three episodes now. I've told you a couple of paranormal stories this week and then this special Valentine's Day episode. So appreciate you hanging with me and listening and my griping and ranting and raving. And it's more like therapy for me because, damn, you would not believe this shit that I've gone through. And that ain't even it. I could go on for another 30 episodes of dating horror stories, but those are some of the highlights as it pertains to Valentine's Day. So happy V-Day and I hope you don't get VD.